about, about you guys, but I can be really impatient. Okay, I'm going to share some stuff with you that um, is kind of embarrassing, and, and you're probably going to judge me, but that's cool. You can judge me all you like. Um, but, you know, I am so impatient when it comes to waiting, and this started from a really young age. Um, when I was kind of like six or seven, I used to get really impatient with brushing my hair. Um, I get, would get knots, and my hair's quite, like, knotty. Um, and I would get knots, and I would try and brush out my hair, and I would get so angry. Like, I had this, like, rage that kind of built up inside of me to the point of, like, me getting my hairbrush and smacking it down on, like, the bathroom sink. And honestly, the amount of times that I broke my hairbrush is quite embarrassing. Um, yes, I have problems. Uh, you know, as I kind of grew older, um, this kind of, I mean, you'll be thankful to know that I grew out of that phase. I no longer snap my hairbrush from brushing my hair, but this kind of turned into, um, that with technology, okay, I don't know if anyone here has that kind of a thing, but I really dislike technology. I love it when it's simple, when it's working well, but when it's not, I just am not a fan. Um, honestly, it's a miracle that my phone and my laptop are still in one piece. And, and I'm embarrassed to say that the amount of times I've thrown my phone across the room is, um, yeah, it's, it's a lot. And, you know, yep, like I said, you know, who judge me all you want. But, you know, if there's, I know there's people out here that I'm probably speaking to. And, you know, come see me afterwards and we can, like, join it, like, start a small group. And we can be, like, hating technology club, you know, and, like, how to get over our anger with technology. <laughs> Great, we've got one person. Um, but, you know, I get so impatient when I have to wait for things. Um, and I think that's kind of true for all of us, right? We kind of want this, like, instant success, this instant gratification, this instant um, satisfaction. And that's kind of not really how it all works, right? But then the world that we live in, like, you don't have to look far for things to tell us that we need to, like, get things quickly, right? The world doesn't help us to be patient, you know? I can, like, like kind of name a few things off the top of my head, like, things like that you'll see, like, abs in two weeks, or de-stress in five minutes, or, like, earn 100K in, like, online today, or something like that, right? There's, we don't have to look far for things to be like, right, here we go. Get this done now. Like, if it's going to take you five minutes, you'll do this today. You know, what happened to actually, like, working hard, like, staying on the course, right? You know, I think we can all agree that it's hard to wait well sometimes. You know, we, we love to eat the fruit, but we quite often don't like the messiness of waiting for that fruit to come. It's hard. It's hard to stay faithful. It's hard to stay faithful when when we have to wait, right? It's hard. And quite often we can get so frustrated and we can get discouraged and we can kind of lose heart when we have to wait. But, you know, when we do that, when we lose heart, when we kind of give up during that waiting process, we're not allowing God to produce the kind of fruit that he wants to produce in our lives. You know, <coughs> oh, actually, before I go on to this, um, can I, let's just see a, like a, a raise of hands, like who feels like they're in a waiting season right now, whether it's for a house, a job, a baby, finances, whatever it is, who feels like they're in a waiting process right now? Wow, amazing. And if you're not, then I'm sure you're familiar with the waiting for something, right? On Friday, we had to wait. We had to wait for this, like, is there going to be a tsunami to, like, destroy our town or is there not? 
you know, we were in this waiting process. We, like Sam said, we live up on the hill and um, up there we had, you know, like Trident High School kind of roaming around and honestly you could see the frustration on their faces. Um, my father-in-law, Paul, he, was, had, he had a bike and he like got bribed and nearly like attacked because people were like, they're like, sir, can I please get your bike? Like, give you 20 bucks, sir, if you give me your bike. And there was this, like, frustration that was building up in these kids. that, um, And they were just, yeah, not happy with the whole waiting. <laughs> so today I want to talk about five things that we can do to wait well. The first one is that we want to be faithful with where we're at right now. <clears throat> you know, we want to be faithful with the current routine, like our day-to-day routine in in the daily moments. So if we're not faithful with what God's got in our hands right now, then why would he promote us? Why would he trust us to go into a new season? In Luke 16, 10, it says, uh, Jesus says, if you are faithful in the little things, you will be faithful in the large ones. But if you are dishonest in the little things, you won't be honest with greater responsibilities. If you're faithful in the little things, you will be faithful in large ones. You know, I think so often we can kind of make excuses. Okay, I know I have plenty of times. We can make excuses, things like, oh, when I just get this, you know, when I just get this job, then that will happen. Or when I earn this amount of money, you know, when I come into this kind of money, then I'll tithe or whatever. You know, we have these kind of things. Or, or when, when I have more time, when my schedule changes, like when, I have my, when my social calendar, you know, stops for a little bit, then, then I'll give more time to God. Then I'll come to church or then I'll serve at church. But the truth is, if we're not faithful with the small things, if we're not faithful with what God's put in our hands right now, then he's not going to trust us with new things, Right? We want to be excellent where God has us now. You know, I wonder, like, what does it look like to be faithful with where we're at right now? What, what would it look like? What would it be like to be, f- you know, to be faithful in staying home with the kids or being in a job that we aren't happy in, but we're just kind of, you know, there because we have to be. We have to earn money. Well, what would it, be look, what would it look like to be faithful while we wait test results? wait for test results or wait to to know if we're actually healthy or not. You know, what would it look like to be faithful in those moments? You know, I think it's true for all of us. We love, like, living in the extraordinary days, right? We love, like, the days where it's, like, the weekend and things are going well and, like, life is kind of, like, looking like this, right? We love those days. But when things are kind of mundane, we're in the routine of life, when we're, you know, just getting up and going to work and, you know, repeating that and doing that, doing the Monday to Friday, it's, it's hard. <clears throat> and, and quite often it's hard to stay focused. It's hard to stay faithful in those times. But, you know, there's more mundane, there's more ordinary days than there is extraordinary days. And so what would it look like if we didn't just wait until those extraordinary days and we actually just started being faithful in the ordinary days? What would that look like? So when we do that, we are starting the process. We're starting the process um, for what God's got prepared for you. So let's be faithful with what's in our hands right now. The next point is go to work, okay? So not only we need to be faithful in the waiting, but we have to go to work. 
You know, all of us are called to influence the people around us for the kingdom of God, to advance the kingdom of God. You know, in the Bible, it says that we are the ambassadors of Jesus, that we are his hands and his feet. And I think, you know, God's looking for a people that's going to say, they're going to wake up every morning and they're going to say and they're going to pray, God, use me today. God, put a, let me do your work today. Lord, help me show kindness today. Help me show love today. Put opportunities in front of me. Jesus said this in Luke 10 to, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. God's looking for willing laborers that will go to work, no terms or conditions. You know, we need to be a people that will every single day, no matter where we're at, whatever our situation is, we're going to be like, God, I'm going to go to work today for you. That I'm going to be a laborer and I'm going to go to work. So let's not wait until something kind of falls out of the sky and says, do this. You know, let's go to work. Let's go to work in the routine of life. Let's go to work just in the mundane. Let's go to work in the ordinary days. Let's advance the kingdom of God, be proactive, and go to work. (coughs) The third point is we want to celebrate and give thanks in the waiting. (coughs) You know, it's so easy to celebrate when things are going right, when we've got something to celebrate. So easy, right? It's so easy to be thankful when things are going right. And it's hard. It's hard to be thankful and it's hard to celebrate when things are just not looking too flash for us. (laughs) In 1 um, Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18, it says, Always be joyful, never stop praying, be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you, for you who belong to Christ Jesus. <coughs> Always be joyful. Be thankful in all circumstances. You know, you know, just there that it says, I've got the word all. It's not just like when things are going good, you know, then you can celebrate, then you can be thankful. It's like in all circumstances, be thankful. And you know, so often we can wonder what God's will is for our life. I spent so many, um, so many days, so many like, prayers being like God what is your will for my life like what do you want me to do like I'm willing like what do you want me to do God what is your will but it's so clear here just always be joyful never stop praying be thankful in all circumstances because this is God's will for us we talked about last week the power of our thoughts okay and so if you weren't here just to kind of very quickly recap that basically we talked about the thoughts and um uh, to be honest, I wasn't actually listening. Sorry, Sam. Um, but, <laughs> but I'm going to recap it in my own words, okay? Um, but w- th- there's this amazing thing called neuroplasticity. And um, neuroplasticity is basically like it's the, it's the brain and its way of saying like it can change. Okay, so the brain is like moldable, it's adaptable, the brain can change. And so what we spend time thinking about, what we spend time um, yeah, thinking about, we'll go for that. Um, it literally rewires our brain, okay? Um, I'm not going to go into too many scientific terms there, but um, before I had Ivy, before I did this, I actually used to work with this off this whole concept of neuroplasticity. And I would take courses, um, and, I'd, and people would come to me, and I'd have these clients, and I'd take them through this three-day course. And basically, in that course, what I was teaching them was 
essentially this um, concept of neuroplasticity and I went through and broke down a whole bunch of things, um, gave them tools and all sorts. And so I would work with people that had things like chronic fatigue, chronic pain, um, any kind of chronic illness, whether that be physical or mental. I worked with them, a whole range of people, head trauma, all sorts. Um, and one thing that I would always do um, off the first day, so the second and third day, we would start the day with what is one of what are the positive changes that you've noticed? Okay, um, and so I say, what are the positive changes that you've noticed? And so what I would do is I'd get them to like stand up in front of people. It was like a group setting of like um, four people, and I'd get them up and I'd get them to actually tell the people what the positive changes that they've noticed since they've been putting since they've been putting these tools um, into practice. And um, you know how hard that was. It was so hard and I had to like really get on like my like coaching boots here and really try and like get them out of this because quite often when people were so stuck in like this certain way, a certain way of thinking, a certain way of doing life, it's really hard to actually think about the positive things, right? Things to be thankful for, things to celebrate. And so I would, like I had numerous people who basically had been in, in bed for years kind of a thing like that was the kind of people that I was working with and and they'd come up and and I'd say well what if and they were like oh Sam you know I don't know if there was any positive changes yesterday I'm like okay you know like I guess sometimes that can happen but hey like what did you do yesterday like run me through your afternoon and they'd be like oh you know I had lunch and um I walked around the mount and I went home and had dinner and yeah I was like okay cool okay when was the last time you did something like walk around the mount? And they're like, oh, I haven't done that since I got sick. Like, when was the last time you walked like further than like down to your letterbox? And they're like, mm, not since I got sick. I'm like, so why didn't we say this in the positive change? Like, why didn't we say like, I walked around the mount? Like, how amazing is that? You haven't done that in years. Why didn't we say that? And they're like, well you know, I want to be, like, running up the mountain. You know, I was, like, a little bit tired after walking around the mountain. I was like, okay, <laughs> great. And so what they would do is that quite often as well when we're, um, not only is it sometimes hard to really, like, look for the things that we can celebrate for, look for the things that we can be thankful for, it's really hard to, um, it's like quite often they would, they would see the end goal, and so they'd see the end goal, like, I want to be running the mount. You know, I want to be going up the mount, not around. I want to be going up the mount. I want to be doing this afterwards and catching up with friends and, you know, going out for dinner. And that's my end goal. And so to get to that process, they've almost, like, skipped out all of this time of, like, waiting and all the time of, like, the building and everything that goes under it. And they would just kind of disregard all of the stuff that is in the process. But we need to bring those things into remembrance because what it's doing, and the reason why I would ask them, what are the changes that you've noticed? This is because of what it does in your brain. It fires those neural pathways over on this side rather than over on these old sides, these like the, I'd say, what we say, bad pathways. And it's retraining the brain to think about this and how amazing would it be with when we're in the wait, when we're in times of feeling like we're waiting for something, how amazing would it be if we're like, our brain was defaulting to thankfulness and our brain was defaulting to celebrating, right? How amazing would that be? How much would that change the waiting process for us, right? We need to make a routine for it as well. 
So it's, you know, it's not enough just to kind of every now and again be like, oh, yeah, thanks for that. You know, I'm thankful for this and thankful for that. We need to make a rhythm of it. So whatever that looks like for you, whether it's like a thankfulness walk, going on a walk and just saying thanks and thinking of the things that you can celebrate or, you know, maybe it's sitting around at dinner with your family and going around and sharing the things that you're thankful for. Or maybe it's like you just write it down, write it down in a little journal and talk about the things that you're thankful for there. Make a rhythm of it. Because it's going to change the weight. I guarantee it. It'll change the weight. The weight will be so much more joyful and fulfilling. Because thankfulness, it produces that contentment and joy. So don't forget what you already know is my fourth point. My fourth one? Yes. Don't forget what you already know. Okay? Bear with me on this one. You know, sometimes when we know something, we can get so familiar with le- uh, familiar with it, okay? We're almost like surface level with it because we're so familiar with it. Take, for example, someone that's pregnant, okay? And they're like, I'm pregnant. You're like, cool, yes, baby, nine months. Awesome, we're so excited for you. But when you actually stop to think about what their body is going through, that their body is literally producing from this like tiny little seed-like thing into like, this like breathing, living human being, like the, it's, it's amazing, right? It's amazing what the human body can go through to create life, to create a little soul, a little, a little person, a little um, heart, everything. It's actually incredible. You know, we kind of can forget the significance of these things because we're so familiar with it. And you know, we can so do this with the Bible. I do this all the time. (laughs) We can get so familiar with God's promises that we forget the significance of them. You know, God sent his only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. That's incredible, right? That's incredible, but we can get so familiar with that. We're like, yeah, we know that. We know that God sent his only son, so I will not perish and I'll have eternal life. Like, cool, yeah, got that, you know. But that's actually amazing. Like, when we stop and think about that, it's incredible, you know. Nothing can separate us from God. That's incredible, right? But we can get so familiar with these things. We need to stop and think about what God's actually done for us, what God's done for our eternity. Because when we think about that, when we truly realize that, when we truly understand that significance, it changes everything. We need to, you know, we are new creations, right? The old is gone, the new has come, and the Holy Spirit is in us now. That's not when things are going good. That's not when the waiting season's over. It's during every single day. The moment we wake up, it's it's there, right? These promises are there and they're God's will for our lives. We need to fix our eyes on that because when we fix our eyes on that, when we're seeing that, when we're going towards that, when we fully realize it, it's going to change our reality. It's going to transform our lives and transform how we wait. So don't forget what you already know. And my last point, so the band can come up. (coughs) My last point is, realize that you have a purpose and meaning right now, wherever you are at. You have a purpose and a meaning right now, wherever you are at. I think that one really explains itself. You know, so often we can, um, we miss like the purposeful moments 
that are right in front of us. And more than often than not, we discover, we discover and encounter our God-given purpose in the everyday moments and in the waiting. And I love this. In Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven, 37, it says, Jesus, or Jesus says, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. You know, if you did only one thing while you were waiting, whatever it is you're waiting for, if you just did one thing and that was just to love God wholeheartedly, that's the best thing that you could do. You know, what would it look like for us us here, us as a community, if we're just going to say, you know, whatever I'm waiting for, whatever season I'm in, wherever I'm at, through this process, I'm just going to choose to love God and love people. Do you know how much like contentment, how much joy that will bring to us? And how blessed the people around us would be if we're just fully loving God wholeheartedly. So let's be a people that does the wait well. Let's be a people that doesn't wait until we've got that job or we've got that thing. Let's be a people that does the wait well. Let's pray. God, we just thank you. Lord, we thank you that we don't have to wait for anything, that you are here, that your promises are true for right now, for every one of us. And God, we surrender the wait to you. We surrender it all over to you, Lord. Father, would you transform this waiting process for us? Would you breathe life into it? Holy Spirit, would you guide us through this? We just commit the weight to you, God. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.